Greetings. You are listening to the Great Lakes Horror Company, episode 33. This will be our last show of 2017, so from all of us here at the podcast to all of you out there in listener land, happy holidays, however you celebrate the season. May it be merry and safe and full of all the things and people you love. This episode also marks the beginning of our extra content for our patrons who support the making of this show. Look for that on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash libraryofthedamned a couple days after this episode goes live. And if you like what we do, please consider throwing a dollar into our hat each month. Now, speaking of this episode, on this month's show, Jason White talks to four-time Bram Stoker award-winning author and poet Linda Addison, who also took home the Mentor of the Year Award at this year's banquet. Linda joins us to discuss mentoring and mentorships and the rewards of both, as well as her experiences working with developing writers. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today I am joined by Linda Addison. Uh, She is a writer of poetry and short stories in horror, science fiction, and fantasy. She is the first African-American to have won the Bram Stoker Award, of which she has won four times. The Stokers were awarded for her poetry collections, Consumed, Reduced to Beautiful Gray Ashes, and Being Full of Light Insubstantial, her poetry and short fiction collection, How to Recognize a Demon Has Become Your Friend, and the fourth for The Four Elements, of which she co-authored with Marge Simpson, or (laughs) I knew I was going to do that, God, Marge (laughs) Simon, Rain Graves and Charlie Jacobs. This year, she won the HWA Mentor of the Year Award. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hi, delighted to be here. I was just wondering, uh, you know, as we know, we're doing a, an episode on mentoring, especially uh, HWA mentoring program. Um, what is the procedure and restrictions an author has to know in order to be mentored in the HWA? Well, it's not a whole lot of rules. I mean, they've actually um, just made some adjustments in the last year to make it a little easier. So mentoring is done in two pieces, uh, four months each in a year. And what I like very much with this new, one of the new things that they're doing is they're asking mentees to turn in a piece to work on for that four-month period and to make it the best that you can, as if you were going to send it in to someone. And I like that. Because it gives um, a mentor a sense of, you know, just how far the person has pushed themselves at that point so they can have an idea of where to begin. And I also like having the piece ahead of time so that I can spend a little bit more time thinking about how I can best help that person. Awesome. Uh, uh, Being a member of the HWA has uh, different tiers to the memberships. Um, Do you have to be on a certain tier? far as I know, not. I mean, I, I'm not the head of the program, and that's a good question. I'm pretty sure you don't have to. Um, I might have to get back to you to be sure about the rules. But Cool. Um, now, did you use the program yourself be- before you became a mentor? Not in any official way. I mean, I've been fortunate. Um, I've been with HWA since the late 1970s and always found that more published um, members were very free with their information. And I love talking to people and listening in particular. So in a way, I have been mentored from the beginning. 
but not I've never really signed up officially as a mentee and then uh, once I started getting involved with the program at that point I was a mentor so awesome now how how did that come about how did you become a mentor well I had always been interested in sharing information I think it is the most important thing uh, any human can do I think everyone has something they can teach another person you could be in sixth grade and be able to mentor someone in fourth grade. There are certain things you could help them with to help them learn and figure out ways to make the learning better. So it seemed like a natural progression to me and I've some, uh, something I've always done. Also, I think being the oldest of nine, you know, you just kind of always <laughs> want to stand up and go, here, let me help. Now, um, you write predominantly um, poetry and short stories. Now, I was wondering if there's a topic that you specialize when you mentor someone. Is it Do you mentor mostly in poetry and short stories, or do you branch out into novel writing as well? Well, I, I don't feel really strong enough to teach anyone anything about novel writing right now. I'm teaching myself, and I've gotten some advice from others. Poetry is a natural place for me to go because I've been writing poetry my whole life and it is my first voice. And I've also taught workshops, so I feel very comfortable doing poetry. Now, the last um, mentoring I did, just which just finished, was for short stories, which also felt good for me because I'm working on a short story collection that I started at the beginning of this year. And there are a lot, I've been writing short stories over time, but I had, I felt like, okay, I do have something of value that I can help someone with. So it went very well, actually. For sure. Actually, uh, in preparation for this show, I've read uh, a substantial amount of uh, how to recognize that you have a demon for a friend. Oh. <laughs> or a demon has become a friend. And oh. uh, you have uh, quite the style. I really enjoy your writing. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it, it's a little different for each story. Um, it depends on what the story needs. And as a writer, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to see your style, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting point there with uh, your own style because uh, uh, it, it is really difficult to to enjoy yourself as a writer because you you spend the most time on your work than anybody else. and And so your voice sort of gets swallowed in that. It's true. I think it's just, for me, I, again, I couldn't begin to identify my voice. I think each book and each piece that I write, I'm always trying to get better at it anyway. And maybe that distills it down a little bit cleaner for me. But um, I enjoy my work for the most part. I mean, I like performance side of it also. So I've, I've read some of the stories in there uh, to an audience. And that's one way for me to get in touch with the story outside of being the editor and, and writer. Yeah. Do you do a lot of uh, poetry readings as well? Tremendous amount. I'm actually going to be um, the featured poet at a uh, reading series here in Tucson called Words on the Avenue at Cafe Passe. It's a, there's a thing on Facebook about it, awesome. and I also have it on my site um, this Sunday. But I really enjoy it a lot, and I didn't always. I used to read horribly. And then I had two amazing teachers, Veronica Golas in New York, who was a wonderful poetry performer, and um, Jack Ketchum, um, oh, wow. yeah. who is a fantastic performer by himself. 
and gave me a one-day class that changed everything for me. So I enjoyed a lot. That's awesome. Um, going back to the mentoring, um, having mentor, how long have you mentored, by the way? Just, just out of curiosity. Well, you know, I, I thought you were going to ask me that, and that's an interesting question. I'm not sure how long I've been part of the actual <laughs> program, in and out and on and off, but um, I've just always been doing it. I, I had to even think, when did this program officially begin? And I'm not even sure of that. But um, I've been in doing mentoring for as many times as anyone will listen to me. <laughs> well, the reason why I ask that is to segue into the next question. Um, you know, if you've been doing it for some time now, so what were some of the biggest challenges for you uh, mentoring people? Well, I, I think in general, the, the first always challenge is time. Being able to put the time in because... Um, right now I'm a full-time writer before this I worked in the daytime as a software developer on Wall Street and my time was really tight now that I'm a full-time writer it's still really tight like I don't understand how that happened but I'm involved in a lot of different things including mentoring that's not you know directly related to the HWA's mentoring so for me taking the time once I'm I'm committed you know I fight and battle everything to give that person as much time as I can because I think it's really important this is again one of the most important things we can do in any profession and that is to give back information so yeah you know you bring up a good point there because there's not not a lot of other uh, uh, career place uh, you know like uh, Excuse me for a second here. Mm -hmm. There's not not a lot of uh, other careers where you get this sort of uh, uh, help from your your peers. Yeah, I think it's so valuable. My belief in this program is is beyond anything because, as I said, I've always mentored even before I was in HWA, and I've always uh, gotten so much from others. Um, giving me information so I feel like it's a cycle you know if you're getting helped by others then the natural step is for you to help in return yeah um, so what do you get out of mentoring what what's in it for you well I am always maintained and, and I see each time that I do it I learn something just as well as whatever I share in information or it helps me in order to explain something to someone you have to clarify it in your mind. And sometimes writing can feel like it's very organic. But I think on the other side of it, we have to become our own mentors and understand that, oh, I would like to strengthen my descriptions, my settings, my character development, and go about figuring out how to do that, not just stay in our heads with that question. So whenever I mentor someone, I always get something out of it because it helps clarify something that I am trying to communicate. So I feel like it's a win-win no matter what. We both end up stronger in the end. Awesome. Uh, what do you hope uh, the, your, your, uh, the people you mentor, what do you hope they get out of it by getting mentored by you? The same as I get when, when people give me valuable information, and that is uh, more tools in their toolbox to help them when they sit down to write, to edit, to to market their work. I mean, that should be the goal always. In my last breath, I 
would hope I'm always trying to become a better writer. So what I do in particular now, um, as I each time I develop a better approach, is with the fiction in particular, I have been trying to help them create their own self-help document. And I because I have my own. When I do my first writing, um, I usually have to go back and deal with passive over or uh, passive voice. So what I try to do is help the the mentee identify what places can be strong, made stronger, and a checklist of and examples and so forth. So I don't even say go through and do this heavy editing, give it back and say now make these changes, it'll be better. I try to identify what patterns and what things could make it stronger, give examples and let the person uh, process it. I'd like to think when that four months is over that they've really got more than four months worth of information, that they've now got some good strong tools in their box to help. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, uh, before we go, I, I, I just came up with a, uh, another question. Um, when you're uh, mentoring, do you do video chats or do you do it mostly through uh, through email or does, is every, uh, every mentoree uh, a different experience? I'm open to anything. I, I always start with what is going to make it easier for the mentee. Um, obviously, I don't mind talking, so... I have not had a case yet where I've done video, but I'm certainly open to it. In many cases, the mentees are doing day jobs, they're writing, they have families, they have a lot that they're processing, uh, other projects they may be working on. So most of it has been through emails or, um, you know, messaging or so forth, but I'm pretty open. Awesome. Is there anything that you would like to plug before we go? Well, one of my, my favorite projects right now that I'm so excited about is a, a collection of uh, a collection called Sycorax's Daughters, by, published by Cedar Books uh, Publishing, and it's a collection of poetry and short stories written by black women in horror. Awesome. This is something that's never been done, and as much as I appreciate being identified as the first black woman with a stoker i really need a lot more people in that room with me drinking. for sure yeah it's alone by myself so <laughs> <laughs> so when i was approached by professor kenitra brooks about the idea of doing this project i was so enthusiastic so the the book is is edited by dr kenitra brooks dr susanna morris and myself i'm so intensely proud of what's come through that book so cigarettes daughters it's on my website check it out it will be a, a wonder and a surprise to anyone who reads it awesome well congratulations on that and uh where can uh, listeners find you online well my website is lindaddisonpoet.com altogether because there is another linda addison who's very active but she's a lawyer and she doesn't look like me. I know this is just voice, but anyone who's met me knows I have sort of a unique look. And also, I'm on Twitter and Facebook. I have been doing, for the last couple of years, things called life poems that I write on Twitter and feed over to Facebook. So um, I'm all over the place. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and talking with me. My pleasure. It's been great. If you've liked what you've heard today, you can subscribe to The Great Lakes Horror Company on iTunes, Google Music, or Stitcher. 
And you can support the making of this podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash libraryofthedamned. You can also find us on Facebook, just search for us by name, and on Twitter at GL Horror Podcast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for a future show, please email it to glhc at horror-writers.ca. The Great Lakes Horror Company is sponsored by LibraryOfTheDamned.com. The show is produced by Sefra Jerome, Monica S. Kubler, and Andrew Robertson. Our theme music has been provided by Leslea Kierwurst. <laughs>